this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome, everybody, to the UESP podcast. I'm your host, as always, Pylon, and I'm currently trying not to succumb to illness that is attempting to take over my body, so apologies if I'm coughing and sound terrible tonight. Uh, we got a great show tonight with everybody, and I want to just pop in and introduce our guests. So beside me, we have AKB, and do you want to introduce yourself quick? I do. I am AKB. I am... I'm an administrator for the UESB, among other things that are the UESB and solely the UESB. <laughs> if you see an account uh, that says UESB, I probably am running that in some capacity. Awesome. Baratron, how about yourself for anybody who doesn't know? Um, I'm the... Guildmaster of the uh, UESP Guild on PCNA server, and I also um, <coughs> do a few things on the PCEU server. And I'm an administrator for Discord, and I sometimes do some tweeting as well. Have you always been the PCNA Guildmaster? Basically, since ever since Dave decided he didn't want to run it, run it himself, yes. Oh. Yeah. But so, yeah, still. That- the founder. Uh, he's still the founder. It. Yeah. That makes sense. And Alara, my fellow coffer. Yep. Yeah, I'm Alara, and I'm also trying not to get sick again. I because I spent half this past week sick. Got something else now, apparently. But anyway, I am an admin on several parts of the USB. I edit the wiki, do a little bit of the social media as well. Uh, admin of the forum Discord. So a little bit of everything. Awesome. And yeah. Lost is not here because he died of the plague. Lost did not <laughs> die of the plague. He died of no, chickens being attacking him. He hasn't died. He's on holiday. He's gone to Hyrule. Yeah, he's, he actually has been found in Hyrule. So we're happy about that. We wish him the best on his vacation. Well, we've got a fair amount of news, so let's pop over to that now. Okay, so we've got a fair amount of news to go through. As always before the show, I yesterday when I was working without a voice saying like, well, there's not that much news to go through anyways, I was quickly corrected about there being a lot of news. So, AKB, you've got some UESP news, don't you? I absolutely do. And that is 
our Discord just got a small update. If you are a member of our Discord, just check it out. If you look at the top banner where it says our name, there's a little button that says we're Discord partners. And that is it for USB News. Uh, what does a Discord <laughs> partner actually even mean? I Honest question, because I don't actually know. They don't know either. <laughs> cool. That, uh, that, that's <laughs> kind of... See, that sounds like it's a joke answer, but they're kind of retooling the Discord partner program, so it's kind of feels like they aren't sure what they want the Discord partners doing or the exact relationship to be anymore. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, but basically it's something that uh, we had to apply for. Um, we got it quite a while ago. Um, it makes... On a technical side, it makes the server slightly like faster. Yeah, it's we kind get of a like fancy, a verified account, uh, isn't it? Is that kinda, what yeah. it kind of sounds like? But verified is an entirely different program. That <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't know how to start talking about the verified program without getting extremely. Uh... Well, on that note, then we have other USP <laughs> news that you forgot about, and that's what that we're giving away a torch bug code today. So all platforms are eligible to win. You can win by typing exclamation mark Torchbug in the chat right now. I'm looking at it right now and I see a few entries already coming in. So make sure you, if you want a chance to win the Torchbug pet, which has still eluded me and I still haven't won yet, won yet and it makes me sad. Uh, but I won't win one tonight because that'd be weird. Um, yeah, type exclamation mark Torchbug in the chat. Um, we're a little bit late. We normally do the show on Monday, but as I let you know, I couldn't, I legitimately woke up without a voice yesterday and was just wheezing and coughing all day. So we have that to talk about. And in Blade news, um, Alara, do you want to let us know what's happening there? Okay. Yeah. Hopefully I don't lose my voice throughout this thing. Um, so Blades released a article that they called it the first Blades Town Hall. And um, I'm guessing it's probably going to be a monthly thing because the, um, title says like may update so they said that in upcoming changes they're going to be looking at adjusting the cost of repairing equipment so it doesn't cost quite so much um adjust the abyss balance at higher levels um adjusting enemy difficulty because uh some were unintentionally too difficult and then um fixing the job difficulty so that the skulls don't um that should mean something. They're, they're, yeah, they're not really entirely accurate so far. And they also said that they're going to be, um, ha- they're working on a big update that they're going to talk more about E3, which will be adding fan requested changes and updates like jewelry and additional story content. That is so weird that it's been a year since they announced this game and we've been playing it for like two months. Yeah, it's been about two months. <laughs> Better yeah. than uh, when they announced Legends in it. Well, actually, no, that was about the same, wasn't it? Yeah, Legends yeah, was about was... a year after the announcement that it came out. Oh, yeah. It, so, yeah, I guess it was... That's right. Legend, yeah. They, they have... It was about two years, actually. Their track record for uh, mobile games is the weirdest thing. Their first mobile game came out this moment Todd Howard said it's coming out. Legends. So, which one was that? Uh, the Vault one. Fallout Shelter. Oh, right. Now, so you're not including after, Shadow Key and the Elder Scrolls Travels as mobile games? They didn't make those, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, true. Well, 
Well, they didn't they make Legends either. It, but... Here. <laughs> I'm just here correcting you. I'm the well actually <laughs> person today. So You should lose your voice again. It's so much easier when I can't talk. <laughs> um, anything else in the Blades update there, Lara? Uh, no, that's as far as I'm aware. Yeah. It's really else, good. So. They're getting rid of the insane repair costs. I think people are paying like 2 million gold for the end game equipment, which yeah. is just basically impossible to get. The rare the rare repair costs are just just too high. Too I think high. a little bit lower wouldn't be too bad. So if they can reduce that 1 million slightly. is fair for well, if you're pulling in every day you use it. Um all they really need to do in my opinion to rebalance repair costs is have selling um being able to sell or whenever you spend money on repairing that goes into the vendor's like total gold amount to allow mm-hmm. you to sell more gear that would completely fix repairing yeah that's one thing that i've kind of gotten stuck on is just um selling stuff that's stuck in my inventory and mm-hmm. it's like, and it's like oh i can sell gold. three pieces of this a day yeah, and so, only my blacksmith has enough gold to buy some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, if they just changed that so that it was basically any amount that you repaired with, you could use to sell back. I think that would balance out pretty well. So, Baratron, how's the ESO news doing this week? Well, elsewhere exists. Uh, PC and Mac, it's what they call early access. Um, now, rather amusingly, you can still pre-purchase it uh, to get instant access. Um, do make sure you buy the right version. If you already own the game, you're looking for the upgrade. Uh, there is a normal and a collector's edition um, in both the upgrade and the and the full game. There's no physical collector's edition this time. Yes, but they um, are selling the Rastone tablet separately. Which is available they for pre-order are. right now, and it's uh, sixty US dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm still I trying don't... to justify buying it. I know um, they don't have it. It's it's odd. They only have it in the uh, the US store because mm-hmm. there is there is actually a Bethesda Europe store as well. Yeah. Um, but they're not selling it there. Yeah, they've always I... had like separate merchandise because I've seen mm-hmm. stuff on the European store, and it's like, uh, you know, it's way too expensive to ship it, and There's, a few things uh... I wanted, they got. They sold out of before, like, you know, packs and stuff. Otherwise, I would have asked you. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yes, um, if you are not on PC Mac or if you can't afford to buy it right now, the otherwise the launch date is the 4th of June. So for the people on consoles, that's when you can expect to see it. Now, uh, although the chapter is called Elsewhere, within the game it's been renamed to northern elsewhere mm-hmm. so as you're traveling around that's what you see as as the zone that you're in and um you know hopefully this will avoid the unhappiness that some people felt with Vardenfell when they discovered that uh, Sheogorad wasn't included yeah because it's not all of Morrowind it was just the Vardenfell yeah and this is not so this is just northern stuff. elsewhere the north part yeah the chapter is still called elsewhere just yeah. the zone has been renamed to northern elsewhere mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Now we can um, get uh, elsewhere too, somewhere down the line. Electric Boogaloo. Well, exactly. I mean, people people did wonder that with um, Vardenfell if we were ever going to get the northern part as a, as a DLC later, but 
obviously it wasn't part of the story that they they had in mind but maybe at some point in the future uh and as always there's many changes to set and skills uh slight nerfs to some of the foods which scale to your level specifically dubious Kamoran throne the witch mother's brew arteum takeaway broth and clockwork citrus fillet fillet probably so do check the patch notes there's an awful lot of changes um so, you know some of them are quite small some of them are quite big i know um We've all been complaining about Earthgall, which is the, what, the monster helm, which is absolutely invaluable if you're a healer yeah. and you're you're running, uh, you know, a trial group or something like that. Until now, it's it's been able to heal six people at a time. Now it's just going to heal one. So, yeah, quite a lot of changes. I think Nightblades in particular um, have a lot of sort of, you know, you you read it and they they've like renamed the skill and actually changed what it does. So, yeah, definitely go through that. Awesome. Yeah. And we're going to get more into the elsewhere um, kind of experience later in the topic tonight. So we're just going to touch on the kind of the high level marketing kind of news right now. And then Alara is going to let us know what's new in the world of legends after she finishes her sip. <laughs> and Appropriately from a legends it. mug. Oh, there we go. And it has dragons on it. For, yeah, Dragon. Wait, there's dragons in the second era. I thought they were all dead. <laughs> Actually, can we handle that? Well, well, <laughs> Let's we, no, talk no, no, about that in the topic. We'll hold Seriously. on to that. Oh, we'll talk about it in the topic. Yeah, All we're right, going to yes. talk about that a little okay. bit later. I just like so getting Baratron riled up there. <laughs> uh, a lot of the Legends news. Okay. So for Legends, they uh, released a Dev Diary article about the um, mobilize mechanic. So they talked about how they um, knew that they wanted to, for that um, Daggerfall Covenant, do something with items. So they thought of having animated weapons, but then it turned out that those just tended to be better than the um, items themselves. And then, so they came up with a couple other ideas, like Refine, which would let you upgrade all or some of your items. They played with the idea of dual wielding. Um, but then they decided, well, they can summon a 1-1 creature and just equip the item to it for mobilize. So that's how they uh, came up with the idea. And, um, yeah, that's, I guess, pretty much um, what it said. And, uh, um, yeah, they definitely knew about the mechanic, uh, the item mechanics, because a lot of the decks that already exist that mm -hmm. are red and blue have, like, you know, red guards and buttons and items already. Yeah, so so they, it, the article actually mentions that if this color combination had already existed, they probably uh, wouldn't have even done this um, Alliance War theme. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. That's really cool insight. Yeah, so we posted the link in chat there, and it'll be available in the show notes yep. after. Um, and then there was some other news, I think, if I am correct, about a mystery. Yes. Tell me more about this mystery. So on um, Sparky Pants' Twitter account and on the Re Legends subreddit, they've been uh, giving us pieces of a puzzle. So this has included... Um, Images with uh, excerpts of lore books. A lot of them seem to be uh, about necromancy. Um, there, there's actual literal puzzle pieces of a card, which appears to be a type of mummy. And then there's also a, a like a letter written by Abner Tharn that was written specifically for this uh, puzzle. So let's see. Do we have a link for that? Well. Uh, the Sparky Pant, basically. This. Oh, you want the link to the letters? Yes, sorry. Yeah, I, 
Uh, yeah, I got it. I can put it. So, yeah, there's the Abner Thard message. So, um, this is presumably hinting toward the um, quarter two expansion for Legends. And it looks like it's going to be themed basically around the stuff that's going on elsewhere. So, it's just so they're going to have two expansions based on second era content in a row, you think? Uh, sounds like it. Makes sense. <laughs> And in order to see the puzzle, then obviously go to Sparky Pants Twitter, which is twitter.com slash Sparky Pants. Yeah, we've also been talking about it in our Discord, too. Yeah, so if you go to discord.gg slash UESP, you can join in on the kind of mystery solving that we've been doing in there. So it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. And then we got a little bit of news for another Elder Scrolls game, and not one that you would expect. We have a tabletop game has been announced. Um, it's called Elder Scrolls Call to Arms. Alara, did you want to talk a little bit more about the news there? I didn't get a chance to dig in too deep into it. I saw that it was a miniature game, and I was like, oh, there's something I won't be able mm. to afford. So, very exciting, but I haven't dug too much into it. Yeah, I haven't... Uh... I, I, I read about this. I haven't done much, um, well, any miniature games before. So yeah, I'm not sure about the costs, but it's definitely. If it's anything like Warhammer, I'll just look at it and be like, oh, that looks so cool. Oh, wow. That's expensive. So well, from the way they described it, when you buy the, you only, there's, they're only going to be selling a few miniatures, but like the price of entry is still like 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know um, we're going to talk a little bit about the promo figure that they're, They've already announced, but um, that's like 20 US dollars. Anyway, uh, the mobile game is called The Elder Scrolls Call to Arms. It was announced yesterday, and it's being developed by Modifius, which is the company that also made the fall Fallout Wasteland Warfare miniature game. Now, there was just a controversy with Bethesda and a tabletop game with uh, the plagiarism thing, and do you guys kind of feel like that they considered doing this but then they kind of forced it out to get that new story out there i think that is very conspiracy theory because <laughs> if they were actually doing this this has been planned for a long time yeah this like, would this be is, way too much there's to... <laughs> way too much production involved with this if they're talking about casted minis and it's been through testing like they were going to be uh, announcing this regardless. I think that other the Elder Scrolls Online thing was a social media snafu. This is an actual product. Mm -hmm. If anything, that might have been a teaser for this, but I think it was just something that they, can't, that they found and they thought was cool. So, yeah. Th but this seems like it's been around for a while because they do have a lot of information about it already. Yeah. So it'll be played with 32mm uh, resin miniature characters like Warhammer and... Uh -huh. um, at least in the at least in the two player starter kit it says forces will typically comprise 1 to 6 heroes and 3 to 15 troops and you can play cooperatively or even solo which is unusual for a miniature set yeah, game yeah i don't know of other ones that have solo modes unless it's like kind of player created ones so that'll be interesting to see mm -hmm. it's I, this is going i don't to know be, how it'll work uh from what I read, it was going to be basically just retooling it around Elder Scrolls from the Fallout version. Does the Fallout version have a solo mode? I don't know that because, yeah. well, I have 
I didn't play it because yeah. it was a miniatures game that, and I, we don't have that big of a budget. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, don't so, see him looking um, at it now. No, it's a two-player set, it looks like. Yeah, um, I guess from what we know, the solo mode will be, um, the enemies will be controlled by an AI system, and you're going to roll the dice and compare the score against the reference sheet, and so that'll determine the actions of the enemy characters. I'll be 100% honest, if I'm playing this game solo, I'm doing it like solitaire solo, and I'm just going to cheat. There's <laughs> no way I'm actually going to play and be like, oh, I lost, darn. It's like, oh, look, I won that roll. I did, I did that when I was a kid, and I had those like choose your own adventure books. Oh yeah, you, you totally you know, cheated. You, choose your own. Adventure. You always kept your finger on the. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. oh, I didn't fully. Pay, I didn't turn the page. I didn't let go. So it's 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 fine. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> uh, let's completely derail this and talk about choose your own adventures books. My favorite choose your own adventures book broke that system by having uh, the winning chapter where you actually got out of the peril you were in an unreachable page so every <laughs> ending was a dead end the actual thing you had to just flip through the book and you'd be like oh that's how i actually win oh that's nice so strange that's so funny so <laughs> what will the first release be alara it'll be the skyrim civil war so it'll be a two-player starter kit and it'll include hadvar Rayla. I'm not sure I pronounced that name. Uh, Yurserald, Thrice Pierced, Markirio, Mjol the Linus, Ulfric Stormcloak, Galmar Stonefist, General Tullius, and Lydia. And like um, later Lydia. on, there will be the solo set, which is the Dragonborn against Draugr. Well, that's kind of cool. I wonder if they're eventually just going to just straight up do a normal tabletop game. Yeah, so it seems the press release says the game will feature scenarios ranging from dungeon delves where you seek out lost treasure to running battles across a ruined outpost that dot the landscape of Tamriel. All of the fulfilling quests and narrative-driven scenario objectives that will see your band of heroes grow from game to game. Will you claim the ruined fort as yours and build your own settlement or wander the countryside clearing out foul ruins of the stench of your enemies? Dun, dun, we'll, have, dun. we'll definitely have to look into this more once it actually comes out. Yeah. And then AKB can send me one that we can just play with on stream. I think that'd be a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I suspect that it's, to some extent, it's how well it does as well. Um, so they've got these two releases planned. They've got the, the solo dragon pawn set and the um, the two two player starter kit for the Civil War. Yeah. Um, supposedly, they're planning to have more Skyrim sets as well as stuff from Oblivion and ESO. Which is mm -hmm. kind of interesting. Um, I don't know quite what they would. I don't know quite what they would cover, and that's the point at which I, I start getting interested because you know I love Oblivion, but uh, the prices of these things and the oh, fact they're that the so miniatures... expensive. <laughs> it's like a the fact full the miniatures hobby. don't come assembled or painted, and there doesn't seem to be the oh, option oh, no, to no. get them. That's the drive for these things. That's what people really yeah. like to do. Like you don't buy a miniature pre-painted. It's kind of almost like. It's not your own if you haven't painted it yourself, if that makes sense. Like, it's a very interesting culture for that kind of thing. I don't have the, you know, the ability to paint. Oh, no, I do not have the dexterity to paint <laughs> You know, I, I, can, would, I can... I would paint. totally bet one of my friends, like, I have a few friends that are really good at painting miniatures and stuff like that. I'd be like, hey, buddy. Um, it seems like it'd be just so tiny and hard to so, do detail. 
it says over right this launch promo the the dragon ball is it's 14.99 in pounds or or 19 yes. us dollars it's unassembled and unpainted and if you were then giving it to your friend to paint how much how much would it go up to you know what's your friend's charge what's how long does it take to paint this and what's minimum wage where you live just you have to realize that miniatures can legitimately cost hundreds of dollars yeah. for single yeah. ones. Yeah, they're and very expensive. Especially the metal ones. And also, I would be paying my friend in beer. So. Oh, you're paying for a beer. Okay. Yeah, well, that's how well, we would work we'll that one out. In beer. Scott, we'll talk later if you're listening. We'll do that math later. <sighs> yeah, so. so. Yeah, they've got that um, promo available. It's available for sale right now. And the first waves will be sent out in July and August. Um, it will be available for retail later. And it doesn't include instructions on how to play itself, but in the two-player starter kit, they'll have instructions on how to use the Dragonborn. Which is hilarious. I don't understand that. I wonder if that's a common thing for like the Warhammer tabletop miniature kind of games, where it's just like you'll spend, you'll buy one of them, you're like, well, frick, I don't know how to use this now. <laughs> so. uh, Hmm, I'm thinking. There are cases where there's miniatures that aren't statted, but I'd have to think of very, very specific examples of that. Because usually, like, they'll introduce something in uh, the setting and just forget to include rules for it. Yeah, I just... I'm confused why that would work. I It probably makes sense for the market that they're dealing with. I'm just not aware enough of how that would work so um yeah so it says yeah as we said it'll include a host of accessories like scenery metal tokens dice bags settlement journals and things like that will expand your options which will be really cool i like uh, baratron jokes as people say video games are expensive <laughs> um, they do i mean people people really do bitch and moan about the dlc and um yeah, so especially the dungeon DLC. And look at the price of it, you know, for yeah. a dungeon DLC. There's legitimately can... like $3,000 like normal armies and uh, yeah. games workshops. Amazing. But the one thing is it would look really good on the shelf behind me. It, it looks so oh, amazing. Yeah. That would it look is sweet. Like... I could have a little, like up here, I could have a little like three-tiered war going on. Have like a... Like, yeah, but how would anyone... Thirty-two millimeters. That's like just over an inch for. Yeah. For yes, but then you have. Like, like, how is anyone going to see them if they're back there? Oh, I'll zoom in. You have hundreds of them. <laughs> I'll add just a miniature cam on screen, so I'll move myself up a little bit, and we'll put just a pylon <laughs> miniature battle everywhere, so you can just see me sitting there, big like, for the entire episode. <laughs> That'll be exactly what happens. I think yes. it's cool. I'm glad to see them expanding mm -hmm. to those things. I am mm -hmm. one of those people that will always welcome new physical merchandise from the games that mm -hmm. I play. Um, and Lara is obviously one of those people as well. Since mm -hmm. every uh, uh, scholarly pursuits, I think, except for <laughs> maybe one, we've talked about the recent purchases you've made. So we should go over to the scholarly yeah, pursuits so while. we can talk about that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to bump us over there now. So today in Alara's closet, she's going to tell us what new Bethesda purchases she's made. <laughs> yes, there's a sale on the Bethesda store a while ago, and they had some t-shirts really cheap. <laughs> so 
So for Elvis Calls Online, I have the Somerset uh, shirt. Is that the new? And, the is that the our Elder Scrolls one? Uh no. Or is that the Somerset, the Somerset one? one? So it's since it's been out for a year, it was on sale. And also the um, Skyrim VR one. And I thought this one is pretty cool because the picture doesn't really show it, but it's actually shiny. Ooh. It's got, um, let's see. I can't see if it's on camera. Yeah, no, it's, it's got a like blurry, a dark blue. But I can kind of make it out. Metallic. Oh, I. Uh, not how you can see it, but. I, uh, <laughs> I actually have that one, yeah. So. Well, I'm going to search the store right now and see what <laughs> else is still on sale. Yeah, but show to do. Yeah, they. Uh, what was on sale? Yeah, I think that VR t-shirt is on sale for ten dollars. I was just looking earlier, and I also VR logo yeah. was so pretty. It was oh, really sorry. pretty. It's too bad that the VR is not the most fun in Skyrim. I don't know turn if my... there. Turn my background blur off a little bit so you can see. So this is the twenty fifth. Have you guys played VR Skyrim? No, I haven't, but someday I want to get it, because that was like my dream game always, well before they announced it. I tried it, but I also... It is so hard. I can't do VR. I'm personally just... It just makes me too nauseous, and I get... I'm too aware of the field of view that I currently have yeah. with it, and it just... I can't get any real... I've tried a few different um, VR setups, and it's just none of them have really been able to make me feel immersed enough that it's not harder. I've tried All, a few VR things. No... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. You can go if you want. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I've tried a few VR things. And, um, I mean, I do get pretty immersed, but the problem with me, you guys know how clumsy I am. So, um, yeah, one of the games I tried at Paxis last year, I think I just about knocked over the wall of their display. <laughs> so I keep walk- uh, yeah, walking into stuff. So, yeah. I just funny. can't focus. Um, it's everything's I'm... blurred and yeah. I did VR... find at least with the um, HTC Vive, it seemed like there's there was a really really specific uh, spot it had to be, otherwise it would be too blurry. Yeah, oh yeah, the screen door effect that they kind of have. Um, which mm-hmm. the only... PlayStation one had the least of that, but I could, it's still there. Yeah, I tried yeah. the Oculus one as well, and that one I think was a little bit better, but. I don't know which one I'm gonna get when I finally save up enough for that someday. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy supporting it because I want it to actually be a real thing someday. But we are so far away still from it being actually good. Yeah, I think we're still and, quite a ways away. Yeah, and you have to get like you know if you're using your computer, really good graphics cards. Like I got my, uh, I have a 1070, and I'm not sure how well that'll do even. It's usually I okay. Have I have a 1080 that can handle it pretty well, but the okay, yeah, the there really like hasn't been any major need for upgrading after the 1080. Like no, it was such a minimal uh, upgrade. RT, RT, we don't want going to RTX. That is a whole can of worms. Yeah, the RTX series is a bit odd there. So other than purchasing and getting all your new goods, have you been up to anything new, Alara? Or are you kind of just chilling um, out? Not- not much. Very little uh, Legends and Blades. Um, not really anything I'm not to mention there. I just haven't had time recently. Yeah, I've been pretty busy too. Um, I got into Elsewhere yesterday finally, even though I was sick, so I didn't really play all day. And I played for probably half hour last night, and I played over my lunch break today for another half hour. So I got a little bit through the main quest. 
but I'm dumb. And a while back, I pre-ordered elsewhere, and I may have been slightly inebriated while I did so. So I ordered it. I thought I got the collector's edition because I think it was like 60 bucks or something like that. So I'm like, okay, that's mm-hmm. probably the collector's upgrade. Nope. The Canadian exchange rate screwed me over. And oh. the normal digital upgrade in Canadian is 60 bucks. So I thought I got the collector's edition, but I did not. So I th- mm. the only thing I'm like a little sad about is that I didn't get the Centrot mount. But other than that, I'm okay with not having the collector's edition. I would have bought the physical collector's edition if there was one this time, but since there wasn't one, I ended up ordering it on Steam, so I had that. Yeah, I'm sad there. there wasn't. I know, I love, like, I have beside me, behind me here, like, the other two statues that they gave out, so that's the only reason why I'm really tempted to buy the Wrathstone. But I suspect they got sick of handling it, because each oh, year it's a nightmare. there would be the... The people, you know, who the PC and, and Mac players who were having to contact support to get the, their early access, you know, saying, yes, I have bought it. Honest. Here's my here's my shipping code or whatever. Yeah. But I know what happened yet. a long time ago with World of Warcraft is I think it was with their Warlords of Draenor expansion where they let people they gave people early access if they pre-ordered the game. And what happened was people were saying they purchased it physically and sending in their receipt to get early access so that they could play. And then they canceled their pre-order so that they had no mm-hmm. record to take it away. Cause they didn't know that they would have canceled that pre-order cause they didn't have a connection to the physical merchandise. So I know after that kind of fiasco, they stopped doing that completely for digital upgrades. So I imagine the same problem existed for ESO and also they're just hard to work. Like, there's so much more effort that has to go into it for probably... I imagine they don't make that much more money off of the collector's editions. And people generally complain about them anyways. I yeah. love them personally, but people are always like, oh, this doesn't like a eight-foot statue. I wanted this to be an eight-foot tall statue. This is <laughs> the worst. Yeah, or I know like, there are some complaints about the like quality of them. Some are yeah. broken. And in the original game, actually, um, my book was misprinted. I was really excited Ooh, to read about valuable. Somerset because I like Altmer, but it repeated a section and completely omitted that. So it took over a month of back and forth with their customer support before yeah. I was able to get that replaced. They did, once they were able to escalate it, they fixed it very quickly, sent me a new one, overnight shipping. So that was awesome. But yeah, it, yeah, it was difficult to work with. Yeah. Yeah. So Excuse I can imagine me. it's just hard for them to do that. It's 2.45 in the morning and I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bored, I'm just suffering. Just, it is early in the morning over there, so we'll move on to AKB it's section. Very early. AKB section. Which... Tell us all of your troubles. <laughs> oh, in so yes. my Skyrim broke like two weeks ago and I lost everything and I was very sad. But then I kept tinkering with it because Pylon, I'm like, well, that's why you do backup saves. And I'm like, I'm not going to deal with that, Sass. So I kept tinkering with it. And after four more reinstalls, I got my character back. So did that, Pylon. Um, It's also bugging me. I'm watching you on stream. And when they're healing somebody, if you bash them with your... like, Yeah, you're not using your interrupts. Yeah. So click your left and right 
mouse buttons at the same time, and you can interrupt them, and they'll stop healing. I don't want to do that, though, because it's not making any difference. Um, That's awesome, but you should still back up all your uh, game saves. You should not do it my way. Okay, live dangerously and lose everything. The AKB story. I didn't lose everything, though, so there. Did you lose any progress at all, or were you 100% Uh, I can't play Beyond Skyrim anymore. I don't know why. Oh, that's strange. Well, that's exciting. I'm happy you didn't lose everything, even though you should still back up everything. But Baratron, what have you been working on this week? I saw my new necromancer and Mm. went to elsewhere, and I found my eek. Looks like he has at least three spawn points. And he told me several amusing things. He's like, upon further reflection, Maik still finds the idea of reanimated corpses frightening, especially those of the Alfik. Do not ask why. Oh, <laughs> One of uh, uh, Mike's new lines is very, very interesting from a lore perspective. Let me just pull it up. You're going to see me stop playing the game as I do that. Do, do, do. Where is my eek? My eek. Oh my god. We we have we tweet too many things. Yeah, whose fault is that? <laughs> You've heard that the Khajiit love naps, yes? So does Mike. Though maybe Mike is napping now and this conversation is but a dream. Ooh. <laughs> is that the whole we can go in the full games in Elder Scrolls 6, you wake up and find out that Skyrim was all a dream? And that's how mm. they're going to resolve all of the inconsistencies? Well, I hope not. That'd be great. And then you just <laughs> play again as the Dragonborn. Hey, I'm old enough to remember when when Dallas did that. Oh, Dallas, the worst. And they, was it a year or a year and a half of... of, of it was a full season. Yeah. Yes. yeah uh, season I, 7, I, I believe. I, th- I believe it was season 7 of Dallas. And then the last episode, they're like, oh, it was all a dream. Yeah, Whoa. and Bobby shows up in the shower. Yeah. I was like eight, but yeah, I do remember this. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, Maik, very exciting. And I spoke to a Palmer Rot, who's like one of the giants, the huge Khajiit. And he was lying down in the pub because he's too big to sit up. And he was so big. He's so big. I just, I, I know everybody's excited about the Alfie because they're so small and cute, but the Palmer Rot are really cool as well because they're so big. How much bigger are they than because the, there's a sench rot? Is the confusing They're twice thing. as tall. There's a sench rot world boss though, isn't there? That's massive because it's a world boss, which gets confusing. I haven't seen that one yet. It's a necromancer, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one looks like it should be a palmer rot, but it's a sench rot. But that, it's confusing. Yeah, game mechanics. Oh my are gosh, weird. this argument again. <laughs> game mechanics. It's weird. Game- um awesome well i'm going to delay for a second while i fix stuff and you're gonna ignore while i'm doing all this do 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 no one look at the man behind the curtain uh while you're fixing whatever you should enter our torchbug giveaway by typing torchbug yeah so exclamation, exclamation mark point. torchbug yeah exclamation mark torchbug in twitch chat will give you a chance to win uh, reminder that we'll just be giving you a code, so no worries about any shipping information this time. It should, yeah, you just go plug into ESO right after you're done watching. Yeah, you can pop it into ESO, um, and it works. We you, we have codes for Xbox, 
PlayStation, PC, EU, and NA for so all whoever of those. Wins so whoever wins, just have to let us know what platform you're on, and then we'll send you the proper code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And on that note, we're going to move over to our main topic for the night. So Elsewhere, or Northern Elsewhere, is now playable. Uh, We've got a little chance to break into the game and see what's new and happening here. So it's kind of exciting for us. So we wanted to just kind of go through what our first impressions were so far, and kind of what the high-level, non-lore-related things are. Um, We're going to do our best not to spoil any of the main story, since it's still pretty early. So I feel like that's fair to not uh, talk too, too much about it. We may talk about the first little little bit you see or some things that you may see along the main quest, but we're not going to go over the whole story for you right now. But there are a bunch of new things added. Um, one of the cool things is sky shards are added to the crowd store. So Beartron, do you want to explain how that works? Mm-hmm. So this was the thing that we discovered on the, uh, must have been the 12th of March when a couple of us from the UK went to speak to Rich Lambert in London and he announced this. Now, um, at the time, he didn't, didn't know how much they were going to cost. The way this works is that if you have a Sky Shard achievement on one character, you can purchase that achievement on another character. Essentially, the idea is to save time repeating yeah. content. And the Sky Shards cost 50 crowns each, but they must be purchased as an entire zone. And you must log into the character who has that Sky Shard achievement you know, for whichever zone you want, before you're able to purchase it. Um, I've seen quite a few people confused by that. They've been like, but I've got this on my main. Why can't I buy it? I'm like, yeah, log into your main, then you'll be able to. Um, oh, okay. And the zones are there. And, you know, you, you need to as well uh, be a little bit savvy. You need to look at look at the maths of this. Like if there's 18 sky shards and it says you're going to get six skill points, and obviously that's worth it. If there's 18 sky shards and it says you're going to get one and a third skill points, then you might as well just go and pick up those four sky yeah. shards manually because it's better. Um, and people have done the calculation. They're saying, oh, oh you know, 22,000 crowns to buy all the sky shards in the game. It's like, yeah, but no one's going to buy all the sky shards. In the yeah, game. Be a... the best use of this is particularly in Cyrodiil, um, where you've got things like sky shards that are behind the enemy gatekeeps. Yeah, you know because because do it unless once, you don't spend, have to do it again. Yeah, unless you spend all your time PvPing, the likelihood of those gatekeeps being open, um, you know, it's it's not it's not that high, and it, it's so so it's really useful to just purchase all the Cyrodiil sky shards, and then you can then you can just PvP yeah. uh, without having to worry about wandering around the place. Only if you've already done it before too. So that's the one thing to remember yeah. when talking about yeah. that is only if you've earned them before. So have you bought any Baratron yourself or I, I I actually got the um I got the Imperial City and I got uh the two opposing factions uh-huh. on my new necromancer. So my new my new necromancer, although he's a Dunmer, he's in A D because I belong to an A D PvP guild. And so I got the Pact and the Covenant. And you know, um those all those extra skill points went very, very quickly. Yeah, when you're making a new character, it's kinda of nice yeah, to be they able to get really... in there quick and they and really went quickly. I can see that one. Like, I can justify that one to myself, too, because 
How much time am I going to spend just going to those zones to do content I've already completed that doesn't require really any skill? It's just a time sink. Yeah. So I mean, you can think of it two ways. You can think of it if you are money rich, time poor, then just yeah. go ahead and buy them. If you're time rich, money poor, then then yeah, by all means, go pick up each sky shard manually and think I'm saving fifty crowns. I'm saving fifty crowns. I'm saving fifty crowns. You know, you're welcome to do it either way. Just 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 be sensible about it and and you know buy a whole zone if you don't have any or if you've just got maybe got one. Um don't don't waste money because because you do you do have to pay for the whole zone. Yeah. Um, also, the the one thing I will say about Cyrodiil is, you know, there's there's the Pact, there's the Covenant, and there's the um, Dominion, and then there's that one Mountain Sky Shard. That one doesn't seem to be in there. Oh, really? The one that's no. kind of in that weird. Yeah, I always get that. The one, one that's, that's at the top of the mountain too. with the giant. Yeah, yeah that one's missing. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's so the one I, I always end up getting too. <laughs> because yeah. I'll just like run randomly run around Cyrodiil, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh look. There's this one up there. Here, I'll just go get that one. And then I go up the whole mountain and then fight. The, is it a troll or a giant? I think I'm pretty sure it's a giant. It's a giant. Yeah, guy. I mean, sure I started the wiki page for him, I think. Mm. He's got he's got a cheese sack, so it must be a giant. <laughs> so the other thing, uh, kind of new fun thing, is there's a ton of new sets in Elsewhere. There um, are so many new sets. Yeah, there's so many new ones. And a lot of them seem really cool. Uh, Beartron, you put a note on some of the mm-hmm. ones that you wanted to bring up. What are the kind of yeah. sets we've yeah, seen? Now, okay, so nobody wants to So this is my uh, free crown crate, by the way, for buying the oh. expansion. And I got a demon mask and nothing else notable. Nothing more. I got yeah. a house cat, a costume, an emote... And then a couple random things. That I got the scary. Khajiit Debella doll mask. Oh, that one's terrifying. That mask. Yeah, I don't like that <laughs> mask. Oh, that's really scary. Okay, in terms of new sets, we've got fourteen in total. Three of them are Overland, three Crafted, and then four from the trial. Now it's four times two because you've got the regular version and then the perfect version, which is if you do a veteran, it's normally veteran on one of the highest levels. Uh, I quite like this one. It's called the Vesture of Dalok Bray. Uh, it's a medium set and looks potentially interesting if you're bad at sneaking Yeah. and you're doing Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood because it's got you know magical recovery, stamina recovery, and then reduces the radius you can be detected while sneaking by two meters reduces the cost of sneak by 10%. But that's not all. It's then got, while crouching, you restore 670 magic and stamina and heal 670 health every second. So, yeah, if you're bad at sneaking, you can then pair that with uh, Night Terror. And can you run that in Night Silence as well? 5 plus 5, but no, not quite. Nearly. Uh, there's one called Vastaris, I'm sorry, I don't know how you pronounce her name, Vastaris Tutelage, which could be good as a support set in PvP. It's crafted, so you can make it in any armor weight and impenetrable, and, you know, it's it's basic stamina, health, magicka, stamina recovery, magicka recovery. And then when you resurrect an ally, you and your ally gain 258 weapon and spell damage and 10% cost reduction to all regular abilities for 10 seconds. 10 seconds is actually quite That's a long super time. long, especially in mm. PvP. If you're, re- yeah. yeah, if you're reviving somebody, chances are you're right in the midst of things too. So, 
Um, that could be an interesting then, one to see. Yeah. yeah. We've got Cold Harbor's favourite, which is it's fairly generic until you get to the fifth trait. Now, do you guys remember Sir Cadwell? If you, do you remember don't, his... you need to go do the main quest right <laughs> yeah, now yeah. because it's the best. But do you remember his mount? Yes, the Bantam yes, Guar. Yeah, tiny little guar. Bantam Guar called Honor. So apparently with the Cold Harbor's favourite set and the fifth trait, when you heal yourself or an ally, you summon Cadwell's noble mount, Honor, who after two seconds cast a healing spell on you. Okay, it's a little bit hard to understand, but basically when you heal yourself, Honor pops up and casts a healing spell. And then we'll heal everybody spell. else. And when you damage an, an enemy, Honor pops up and explodes. <laughs> And so he can only be summoned every 10 seconds, but you know, that's so, so uh, that's probably going to be amusing to watch, if nothing else. So I don't know how, how actually useful it is, but it's. Oh, I feel like that's going to be great for solo players. Because I'm, when I'm playing solo, just doing quests and stuff, I'm healing and doing damage all the time. So it's just going to be this little guar popping up, just blowing up, healing me, blowing up and healing me. So I think it'll be mm. awesome. Then the Sunspire sets all of them are, are the trial sets lately they've 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 been good for a while um i'm sure many many people have gone through cloud rest even if they wouldn't normally have done trials but these sunspire uh you've got the magic dps set which is the false god's devotion and the fifth trait reduces the cost of your magical abilities by eight percent um and then when you kill an enemy you restore 2150 magicka now that's a big chunk that's of magic big to get chunk of magicka to get mm -hmm. back and you get major expedition for eight seconds. Are the bosses in Sunspire? Are is there a lot of trash on them? I'm. Or are I they in there? Yeah. Because I'm it's, curious. It's not, it is a full length trial, so it's not yeah. like Cloud Rest where it's just bosses. Where is it? Bosses, it is a, yeah. A full length one. Because I'm curious how well that would work out. Because if it was more, if you like that set, would probably be pretty useless in Cloud Rest. Because you're just killing a boss and oh, forever yeah, to do it yeah. so that you're not going to gain anything from the killing enemies but if it's if you're fighting necromancers or something like that that are summoning a lot of things then it'll be super useful yeah AKB, um, i'm jealous of your collector's edition <laughs> i don't understand how you didn't get it it's because i'm bad at math <laughs> i why is the normal version $60 in Canada? Oh, it's our exchange rate just screwing me over. And then, yeah, Ooh. I want the collector's edition, I think, is is it 100? What? Get it. DLC. Is, is the Canadian dollar worth half of the US dollar now? It's basically, I swear. Okay. Um, that makes slightly more sense. Let me find it here. Why can't I find Monetary yeah. news with the UESB. Yeah. Have fun, guys. Um, okay. Well, while we'll move on. Yeah, we'll move on to the... So those, the sets seem pretty cool. Uh, we won't bore everybody with too, too much talk about what all the sets do. But um, other things that they seem to have added is they've added a lot of new furnishings to the game, which is awesome because there's a lot of um, Khajiit-inspired ones. Which like kind of they're like elsewhere inspired and like they fit. They look really cool in the settings. So they said it's over 140 new recipes. That's so many. And apparently you can get recipes from dragons. So <laughs> I don't know how that works. Now they the, eat people. Uh, okay, they eat people and spit out the recipes. Okay. Um, now that so the dragon, 
So I have actually killed, uh, I think I killed like three dragons. And what they drop is half digest, well, partially digested uh, backpacks. And that's how you get the loot from dragons. So they ate some guy at some point and you're just going through uh, the dragon's gut after you kill it and ripping out whatever they had on them still. Ooh. Kind of gross. You can get dragon's blood and dragon's bile as well, which are new alchemy ingredients which have a new effect rate of minor heroism. Now, quite what that means in practice, I don't know. <laughs> I'm have... super excited about that because that's an alchemy ingredient Skyrim didn't have because, well, you ate the dragons. Mm. <laughs> you consumed them. I don't know if you ate them. You... Well, you absorbed them. Absorbed, that's all. Absorbed. Same difference. Yeah, it's $109 to get the collector's edition in Canada. $109 for the digital. For the digital. That's the upgrade. So how much does... There is no other uh, version available on Steam. How much does like a loaf of bread cost you at the store? Okay, so you're being ripped off because of Steam. mm. Yeah, because I'm looking at buy the Elder Scrolls digital. I can get the standard edition. Buy the Elder Scrolls Online standard edition, which is $24.99 right now. I can buy elsewhere which is $79.99. I can buy the Elsewhere Upgrade, which is $54.99 plus tax. Or I can buy the Digital Collector's Edition, which is $109. I can't like, find on there. This isn't a joke. I'm just curious. Like, What's like common grocery prices for you in Canada? Not, like a loaf of bread? I don't think it's anywhere outrageous. Like, I think it's, what, two bucks for a loaf of bread? Let me look right now. That, that sounds pretty normal, yeah. Yeah, it's not outrageous. It's... It's only really like very visible in things that are like imported from the states. Because like technology and video games get jacked up so that they don't have to worry about losing money cuz when the dollar is good, things are super cheap cuz I remember back in when I was university, the dollar was I think it was like the US dollars was 75 cents of Canadian dollars, which is bad for the economy, blah blah blah, any other problems. But it meant I could drive to the States and buy electronics super cheap and not have to pay duty on them. It was phenomenal. Um, but other than that, so I think most of us have had a chance. I don't, Alara, have you had a chance to actually get into elsewhere yet? Or are you still? I have traveled to the zone and that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. So first impressions of people. Other right than, well, Alara is playing right now, so she can give us what her first impressions are. What is everybody thinking of their first kind of walk into the zone? Is it kind it's, of... Go ahead. It is super good. Like, yeah. this is the it's, best zone they've ever made, in my opinion. I 100% agree. I think this yeah, is... From what I've seen in the um, PAX demo and on PTS, it, yeah, the zone is beautiful. And it's really like, cool to see the different types of Khajiit as well. Like... For me, I really, really hated ESO at the start. And if you didn't like ESO at the start, it's worth looking at the expansion zones because yeah. most of them are so much better made. Mm-hmm. But elsewhere, it's definitely the most in-depth one they have ever tried to do. And it's beautiful, too. Like, Somerset was awesome and i loved the look of somerset too and then elsewhere just like they kind of just built upon what they did before and just blew it out of the water so far and which is funny because it's like getting better like generally in video games across the board 
I would say desert zones are the worst. Like any other game, even if you look at base game ESO, like the Alakir Desert is boring. And like if they had designed that as an expansion now, I would just be like losing my mind, I think, at the possibilities that they could do. So I think from like the initial impression too, and also the tutorial is a thousand times better. Like it's so much, it makes so much more sense and kind of gives you a feeling of like, these are the things you will encounter in your first 10 hours of playing the game. Done. I did the, for while we were setting up, I did the tutorial and I legitimately didn't notice anything. It just kind of is there. Yeah, it just kind of I guess goes it's I guess it's nicer if you've forgotten how to play, but I don't think it's as useful if you aren't really good at video games. Um, I don't know, because it does give you a lot of the like here's how basic yeah. combat works, which yeah, the first the tutorial wanna... didn't do. So I it's it, full combat tutorial. It shows you, you know, when when these lines appear, you want to yeah. block. When there this appears, you want to interrupt, and it's what you keep not doing. You keep you're on just not interrupting. It. There's something to say about a tutorial that just gets it done out of the way. Says, you know, this is what you need to know. But it's also why I like that they included a just skip it option now. Yeah, it's always which, been a just skip. If you already I don't have remember a at the start of the game. It was in the no, very beginning too. Yeah. Because I remember that tutorial being insane. Oh, I hated I that know. tutorial. But you could you skip it after you had completed it once. After your first character, yeah. Now to to interrupt, you want to like hold down the left mouse button and click the right. It doesn't make any difference. Well, it it makes it a lot easier, and I get less stressed about your low health bar. Yeah. I have not died once this entire time yet. Yeah, I'm already like, what level am I? How do I see my level? Press C when you're not in combat. So you can do it in combat too. He'll just die. oh, I leveled up. I got a dungeon finder now. So it's even telling you how to interrupt. It pops up at the bottom there. It's telling you how to do it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. So how far has everybody got so far in the actual chapter itself? I've made it, so I created a character, I made a red guard necromancer, and then I decided I didn't want a red guard necromancer, so then I went back <laughs> and did a Khajiit necromancer, because I was like, I want to be like every single other person playing the game right now, making a Khajiit necromancer, because that's what I should do. The game is in elsewhere, and necromancers are new, so I should, in fact, make a Khajiit necromancer, just like everybody else. So I did that. And I skipped the tutorial because I'd already done it on the Red Guard one. And it plopped me down with no quest markers, nothing in my quest log, nothing yeah. going on. And I was like, huh. And I, I respect that because it says, okay, you know how to play. Go yeah. and go play your game. So I wandered around for about a half an hour trying to find the main quest and eventually found it in Rimen. I got there, so I made it. And I a little bit, I've made it decently in, but not too far yet, so... I'm still looking to learn all that's going on there. I think everyone's probably pretty similar around. I bet Baratron's probably had the most time to play out of any of us. Actually, not really. Um, but yeah, I've, I started a new character, did the tutorial. Um, there's a hilarious bug in the tutorial, which is um, when you're learning combat from the 
I've forgotten what he's called, but the the Khajiit who's in, who's in charge, Grand um, Master Maharaja Dro. Okay, him, um, <laughs> the Grand Master. He he's telling you how to how to block, uh, you know, to hold hold the the left trigger or the left the left button, depending on if you're using gamepad or, or mouse. You know, to block and then use a heavy attack, and he falls down before you do the heavy attack. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was, it was just I was just cracking up. The fact that he was, you know, the animations were backwards like that. Anyway, um, so it was really amusing looking at the guild roster last night. And I was just, just flicking through my various girls. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, not just everyone in Elsewhere, everyone with a necromancer. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and probably a funny Khajiit name. Um, mine is Pi apostrophe Lahan is my Khajiit I, necromancer. Of course. I am Miss Fuzzy Face Whiskers. Oh, that's very lore friendly. <laughs> it is. We have freaking Mizzic Thunderboots now. That's I true. I am I'm not a Khajiit. I am a Dunma. Heretic. Yes. I'm uh, just uh, using my Otmer main. <laughs> I was thinking about doing it with my main, but the Necromancer is really fun to play. Like it's probably the most fun class. I don't know if it's competitive or anything yet, but I'm really liking just like the style of combat it has, so I'm excited for that. Um What's everybody's favorite thing so far, and why is it Alfiq? My favorite thing by far is simply the look of everything. Uh, it's it's aesthetically it's pleasing. It's so rare for me to say, oh, it's the graphics, because I don't think of myself as much of a graphics snob. But it really is very pretty, just walking through the desert. It's so colorful, and... I really do enjoy how it all looks. Yeah, it's even them low settings too. It's still it's just a very beautifully designed zone. Like it's diverse, it's pleasing to the eye, it doesn't get boring. Like even like yeah, AKB on the wall there, there was like some wall art from ancient Khajiits, it looks like, and it's just so cool looking. Of course, I'm saying, oh, it's such a pretty thing while I've been wandering You're in through, like a uh, dungeon. Yeah. It's yeah. dark and skeletons They're, are attacking you. It's not like this isn't even a badly put together dungeon. Uh, like you guys will see it in a little bit, but I just came into a nice little waterfall area. Uh, but I remember there being a lot of really samey dungeons in the base game. I don't know. Uh, what do they call them? Dells, not the fancy ones with raiding delves. parties and all yeah, that. Delves yeah, are delves. The yeah, ones, delves. Yeah. They they were really originally the base game. Basically, it's like they run out of time, and a lot of them just have the same kind of. There was like the same map that was used over and over yeah. for multiple delves. It was like they had about eight different maps, and they were just used to, make, to recycle to them with a different tile set. Delves in the game, and then then. Oh, I don't know. I want to say about two years after after release, they actually went back and redid some of the uh, some of the zones. I think it was the third, right. fourth zone. But they couldn't really fix them all because there's just too much. No, and they're not repeatable content. So, like, it's most yeah. people will do it once and then not really do it again unless there's a reason to. So, I don't think they probably spend too much time in there. There's always oh, a reason happened? to go get Sky Shark. What, Don't worry. What happened there, AKB? Uh, apparently, <laughs> I should have been doing crowd control. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to worry about it, though. Yeah. Um, Bertrand, what's your favorite thing been so far? 
Well, I might say dragons once have actually had the chance to fight one, but because my new character only has a speed six mount, and that's because, you know, I fed I fed the mount once and used five of those, um, uh, what they called, uh, riding lessons, five riding lessons that I got from various free crown crates. Um, yeah, my speed six mounts, by the time I get to the dragon, it's already died. Yeah. But, I've, you know, I've got to watch the death. <laughs> And the death looks cool, so so maybe actually fighting a dragon will be cool. Um, and also, uh, the other thing that, that, that's cool is one of the guild, one of the UESP members who's who's there in the chat, Skyrim Fantasy, right? They've made a character named Abnathon. He looks just like Abnathon, and is stand and, and is basically hanging out by the door where the real Abnathon gives out quests. <laughs> apparently, people don't notice that this character doesn't have a quest arrow and just keep Amazing. going up and talking talking to him and yeah i mean that, i mean obviously that's not a that's that's a favorite thing that a player's done um that's like so sleeps funny. on bridges it's but it's i still love it it's great um, <laughs> it is awesome has then so um alara you're just playing with your main baratron i know you made a necromancer and we can see akb is making the necromancer how do you feel about the necromancer so far Crickets. uh the death the death side Oh, uh, they're so pretty. The, that's the, the, the animations, animations are, are so gorgeous. good on the yeah. But especially the one called Death Scythe, which is the um I the mean, healing one. Person. No, no, no. It's it's the it's the it's an attack and it sweeps across the screen. Yeah. Every so often you see this, this kind of awesome. cyan sweep. It looks yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Uh yeah, that it, really it's does. also uh your main healing spell. Cause it uh it's a health drain drain of thing. It's pretty nice. Oh, does it do drain? Yeah, oh, that's that. how I've been. That's how I've only died once so far, because I'm just draining everyone's health. Is that wait your one ability is the death skull I think, or something? Skull. No, no, that's uh. Let me. It'll take a second to pop up on screen, but I'll look at the abilities. Yeah. I just found my eek. Oh, you found a my eek. Oh, you're right. You're right. Death side does have a heal. Um, it heals oh, you for the first enemy hit. Yeah, awesome. And the heal grows in power for each additional enemy hit up to five times. It's a very it. I mean, I kind of expected this to happen, but I feel the class is a bit overpowered, to be honest. Which is funny because the warden was super like nerfed before launch. Like I'm just uh, your second. The second ability I got was uh, the where you throw a skull at someone, and each time you throw a skull at someone, it does twenty percent more damage on yeah. the next time you do it. Which that's super good for just starting out. I feel it's like, a really good well, to start with. Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't I, read many of the parses, but I have to ask in chat how the necromancers are doing, like overall compared to everybody. But I I would be surprised how it fits into the like the end game meta. If yeah, I don't think any of us are qualified to talk about no, that. that. None much. of us are good enough. We'll make sure to have somebody else on the show that actually knows what they're talking about. <laughs> When we want to talk about that. Probably lost. He's no, he's not into the end game for he's ESO. Not into that. He probably knows um, enough about it because he just knows yeah. things, but he is can we just talk uh talk <laughs> about lost for a second and the fact that every time I remember something, I go like, Oh yeah, here's some details about it. He like has the encyclopedic memory to recall every yeah. detail about it. I and can remember makes, all of these things about it that I didn't know. So jealous. 
the other thing that's annoying me is you're not looting. Why are you not looting? You're leaving them. Ah, it's driving me nuts. I'll uh, have... kill this butterfly if it'll make you happier. You don't have um, to loot. He doesn't have auto loot turned on. Yeah, because no, auto loot doesn't get turned on when you make make new characters. Neither do the subtitles, and that actually yeah. annoys me. Yeah, you have to go back got, in and change them. If you have any kind of trouble hearing, then you actually miss the very very start of the story. Yeah. When they're saying, you know, wake up or whatever it is they're saying. I don't know what they're saying because I didn't hear it. Anyway. Um, I, I like what Mike just said. Uh, he says, we've met. It must have been this one's brother, Nayik the Fibber. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, with the necromancer, I've been, uh, he's a necromancer healer. And I've been trying to avoid the, the things that are marked as criminal acts. Yeah, because I haven't decided yet. I mean, obviously, one obvious thing to do with the necromancer would be to go, you know, full on evil and do dark brotherhood and all of that. But I haven't decided because this guy's a necro heat and necro healer. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not like that. So for now, I've been avoiding those things. Um, I'm thinking about it, you know, because I might certainly with the warden. I ended up making two, um, and one of them's a stamina warden with the bear. And bow, and you know the ranger type, and then the yeah. other ones, and Argonian with the healing. And so I may well end up making um, a DPS type one, a necromancer as well. And maybe at that point I'll go with the full on evil because I did I did actually experiment with with designs um, on the PTS before I created the character. So I have to say, I've yet to find the ones that are illegal. Like where does it? Like, it says criminal it does, act in the says, description. Yeah, in ah. bright red. Bright red, block capitals, it says criminal act. So like Blast Bones, for example, which is the second uh, the second skill in Gravelord. Oh! Yeah, you've seen it now. That, it seems a bit obvious now that you point it out. <laughs> so it's not illegal to just be throwing around explosive skulls. Nope, because nope, they're not summoned. <laughs> they're not somebody's but, skull. But summoning a flaming skeleton from the ground is... Because uh -huh. it's somebody's dead body. I'm going to add that. The, uh, you know, transforming into the bone goliath. Bone colossus, whatever it's called. Yeah, that's, that one that's looks super cool. cool. Well, that's just, that's just offensive. What if I identify as a bone colossus? I mean, you will, because <laughs> you will become one. So... Why is it illegal to be a bone colossus? This is like just exactly what happened to the orcs, you know? They were going like, oh, you're an orc, you're illegal. And it's like, what? Well, on that note from AKB, probably a good uh, place to end it for tonight. Except I think we've we covered pretty much everything. It. <laughs> got torch bug to give away yes so what we will be doing is as after the credits roll and the final intro video you can stick around on stream and we'll do the uh draw for the giveaway for the torch bug um if you haven't entered already make sure exclamation mark torch bug in the chat and we'll give you a chance to win so uh, if you want a chance to win that make sure you stick around after the show and we'll announce the winners uh but other than that, on behalf of myself, Baratron, Alara, and AKB, and the rest of the UESP folks, want to and wish you... And the spirit you... of Lost. And the spirit of Lost, because he's dead now. Um... Nope. <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> um... He's just resting. He's, he's not dead. Fields. I feel better. 
I feel much better now. Uh, no, but on behalf of all of us at the UESP, we hope you check out uh, UESP.net and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and check out our Discord, which we mentioned already, and have some fantastic adventures in Vern. Adventures in Vern. <laughs> Good old Vern. <laughs> Good old Vern. Have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye, everybody. So long. Thank you.